Stoughton. Welcome to this pre-product Tronica edition of That Scoop Show. I'm joined by Alexander and Rob from ASM. Um, always, always a huge attraction at Product Tronica, uh, the ASM booth. It's always something that people kind of head down to the end of the halls to, to have a look at. Um, Alexander, perhaps starting with you, what are your expectations of this year's show? Obviously, you know, we started this year unsure of what was going to happen. Um, we now are a few weeks out from the show and it's happening. So that's exciting for one thing. But what are you, what are you expecting in terms of visitors? Okay. First of all, I'm very happy to hear that people are excited to come to visit our booth. Um, and yes, the show is happening, which we're very excited about. And um, we do anticipate it to be a little bit more local than previous mm -hmm. years. So less international guests, um, which is, of course, unfortunate, unfortunate but um, we... Uh, we intend to bring the show to them, right? Um, so our yeah. concept for, for this year's booth is that we are on site, obviously uh, at, at Prototronica itself, but also on the air. Um, so we will be broadcasting live to uh, customers all over the world or whoever's mm -hmm. interested. Um, and we are also on demand, right? So there, all the content that we are producing, we will be uh, also making available, of course, online uh, in case you missed it. So. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think when I think of, um, you know, I think of my situation here in Australia, unable to attend, probably the first show we'll be at will be um, will be Apex. It'll be great to dip into those um, those presentations and and get a feel for for what's going on through the through the on air and the and the on demand portal, particularly since we're in a different time zone as well. So. You know, it sure. may well be it may well be on demand. Is that all happening from the booth, or some from your um, innovation center in the city, or how how's that working? Okay, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a mix actually. So we will be doing live content from the booth. We have a little studio set up there, um, mm -hmm. probably to get some live interviews with some some of our key people, um, and and uh, focusing on different topics. So we have a bit of an agenda for for the entire week, mm -hmm. uh, and some. Uh, of the the content we've produced in advance actually from uh, the munich coc but also other locations so not um uh, part of the footage is coming from from china for instance right oh wow um and yeah so i won't i won't, I won't disclose more but yeah no <laughs> no no, our no spoilers <laughs> yes <laughs> rob i'm gonna ask you for a spoiler though what's Tell me a little bit about the, uh, you know, we're always we're always curious what ASM are going to bring to the show. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in terms of technology and what the what the theme is in terms of what you're delivering at the show. Right. Well, the main theme is something that we're calling open automation. So the, this this means keeping things modular and flexible, allowing customers to, to pick and choose what they mm -hmm. want to put into their production lines and then working with existing and new industry standards to be able to connect those things together. So what we're really going to be showing off is how you can actually work with automation partners, whether it's line handling equipment, MES, or material supply, and how to pull all of that together into an actual production line that is fully automated, but not dedicated. So it's open, you can expand it, you can choose where you want to start, you can take it each step of the way. And a key thing is helping customers learn how to measure the value of automation to actually focus on the things that give it the, the most return, you know, the 80-20 yeah. principle, if you like, that you want to get yeah. the most out of something with a minimum effort. 
Yeah, and I think that's I think that's really key in the industry now. When I look at the journey we've all been on with Industry 4.0, and Lord knows it's been a long journey. Um, people want to know what that dividend is going to be at the end. What's the and I refer to it often as the digital dividend. Um, but they've all got their own agendas, and they need to know exactly what that is. When you talk about open automation, and you know we hear the terms adaptable automation as well do you see yourself as as an enabler in that instance are you kind of providing a backbone on which they can layer all of this all, all of this different innovation what's what's your role in building that open and flexible facility it, it is very much to aid with the integration so the the placement machines are typically the center of an smt line more equipment mm-hmm. flows through them than any other part uh, that's one of our key strengths also the printing and inspection and then integration with all those other parts. So we spend so much time working with the other partners as a, from a printing aspect, we of course work with solder paste suppliers and reflow oven suppliers. Cause usually mm. when we're, we're approaching a, a challenge about printing, it's going to be integrated with those other two partners. And so it's building on that kind of sheer quality quantity of experience that we have and sharing that with customers, working with other suppliers. So integrating a system is, is so far never easy. As you said, that how do we mm. get this digital dividend? Well, we've set ourselves the challenge to integrate with suppliers. And there's a number of layers that we'll be showing at the show to mm-hmm. tell customers how we did that and to help yeah. share our experience and, and get them started on their road into those automation solutions. Yeah. And, you know, you work with some some of the very large EMS companies around the world. Are, are you going to be um, showing examples of, of how you've done this and what what the uh, what the payback's been? Yes, we will. We'll have examples of delivering all kinds of materials to the liner like Alex. We don't want to uh, spoil the surprise Away too, too much. much. Yes. <laughs> but we'll be seeing materials moving around the line, equipment moving around the line. And yeah. it will be there for customers to come and ask us questions about it and talk to our partners that we've worked with building that line to see how to develop those relationships and yeah. challenge us and them with their problems. Yeah. Yeah. And Alexander, it, it tends to be an e- ecosystem play these days, doesn't it? You know, when they're looking for a, when a customer's looking for a solution, it's very unlikely they're going to go to a single vendor and find that solution. So they're going to have to look at a broad um, connected ecosystem. You often have key partners, and you have partners on your um, on your booth quite often. Is there anybody we would expect to be seeing participating with you this year? That's a very good question, and uh, I guess it's um, it's it's safe to disclose that we will be actually showcasing parts of our solutions in combination with uh, with partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's also okay to maybe disclose uh, the names of these partners. So uh, Viscom will be part of our line <coughs> and uh, new tech good. and uh, handling systems mm-hmm. uh, as an example. But that's uh, it really is just just that, right? It's, uh, it's an example. We are open to work with all kinds of partners, as Rob mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and it's not limited to that. This is the showcase that we decided to bring um, to the Productronica. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we will not be alone on our booth this time around, which is also, uh, I wouldn't say a first, but we, we typically don't go down that path. Yeah. So we're excited. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I, do think it, I do think it's essential to have this, this open approach. Rob, do you think there's, a, there's some ingredient technologies that have got us to the point that it's 
possible to do this. You know, a lot of people talk about the connectivity solutions, and I think a lot of people saw CFX as as a point that we needed to get through to to even if it doesn't get all the machines talking to each other, it at least got all the vendors talking to each other, which I thought was pretty, um, you know, pretty exciting element about that. Um, but is it things like that and the developments that we've seen in um, artificial intelligence and the ability to actually move from data to insight to value that's allowing you to build this, um, this, I guess, open architecture that you're building? Yeah, I think that the, you hit on a good point there about the data. It's, it's very easy when someone says automation to start thinking about robots moving a thing mm. from A to B or picking it up, this kind of thing. But of course, there's a lot more to automation and automating the flow of data and actually making decisions based on that information in real time is, mm. is really what the future is about. So working with MES providers, we see more and more of those coming on with better solutions so that it's that interaction of what data they need to be able to make the right decisions and then for us to react to their decisions because at a high factory level it's obviously the MES that has the finger on the pulse of everything and it's the equipment's responsibility to be able to deal with that information equally things like you mentioned IPC as HFX that's a great example of standardizing so that you just learn one language effectively to talk to mm. any machine. And of course, the the part, the good partner for that is actually Hermes. So we can actually exchange information across machines. And in my mind, the beauty of that is it takes some of the load off that MES functionality. We don't want to be putting too much network load up to the MES. You know, I've got a board ready. Is the other guy ready for it? That's mm. not an MES function. So yeah. by putting that down at the lower levels and then enriching those Hermes messages so that machines are able to make good communications between themselves and only use vertical communications when they absolutely have to. Yeah. Yeah. And that should allow us to, to use that, that data channel for more insight, for better decision-making, as you say, and for real-time decision-making that I, mm-hmm. you know, that I, that I think is essential. And we talk a lot about automation, but I think I, I'm hearing some people talk about it, autonomy um, and manufacturing and supply chain autonomy. And it's, to me, there's just, it's interesting to see how far people want to go. And you talk about, you know, factories with robots whizzing around and, and and not very many operators on the floor or even lights out facilities, those kind of things. But there's such a mix in terms of the customers. And I think that's where an open architecture is important because, um, you know, some customers just want to change one or two things and just want to move to a particular point and others just have this very futuristic vision that's completely different. How do you how do you drive solutions that cater for both of those? Alexander, you were nodding there. Yeah, I was nodding. No, it's uh, it's interesting that you the, the two extremes, right? Um, mm. So I, I think we need the the visionaries that are really pushing forwards and testing what is actually possible. And and there are factories out there with a very high degree of automation or autonomy. Mm. Um, the fully lights out factory, I don't think exists exists quite yet. Oh, yeah, no. um, and then, the, but then the you know the incremental improvement is is also there, and that's becoming um, uh, it's getting a lot of backwind at the moment, right? So, uh, even smaller manufacturers are looking for um, you know I would say simple but smart solutions, and then Hermes is a great example of that once again, reducing the complexity of automating a program download to the line and, and passing that information on from machine to machine. Uh, without having you know to to buy all these cameras and configuring everything, so just not not needing that extra 
investment upfront to get mm. um, to get more out of uh, out of the production line. So yeah. um, that, that's one example. But yeah, um, there 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 is a lot going on in this space. Um, I mm. think we are also seeing and borrowing ideas from other industries as well. Right? Um, it's important to look beyond just the S and T line. Look at have the yeah, complete absolutely. factory perspective. What's happening in different types of industries? What kind of technology are they using, and how can we integrate that? in our mm. industry, right? Uh, which is our yeah. home turf. And that's, that's also a big part of what we are trying to do here with, with our open automation concept. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's true through the whole business. It's not just through, true on the SMT line or even in the factory. Rob, it's true in um, supply chain. It's true, it's true in materials handling, all of those different things. So it is a very broad, uh, a very broad challenge and, and, you know, and having an open architecture makes perfect sense to do that. Guys, thanks very much for sharing what you can share with no spoilers for um, for, for Productronica 2021. Very much looking forward to checking some of your online content as you go through the show. I wish you all the best there. Wish I could be there and have a beer with you, but um, next time, perhaps we'll perhaps we'll see you in California at the uh, at the end of January. In the meantime, thanks so much for talking to me. Thanks for having us.